Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Buccinelli. Following is an interview with Christian Noble. Christian is an Indiana alum graduating from Mount Vernon in Portville in 2016. During his time in high school, he finished 16th as a junior and 4th as a senior in cross country and 7th as a junior and 2nd as a senior in the 3200. Upon graduation, he joined Lee University in Tennessee. By the time he left Lee, he was the D2 record holder in the 1500, indoor mile, indoor 3K, and second all-time in the 5K. In May, he turned pro, signing with New Balance and making his pro debut running at the Pre-Classic. Christian competed in the USATF Outdoor Championships in June and has aspirations of making the world's team in 2023. Between his competitive spirit, internal drive, and ability to persevere, I realized quickly why he rose through the ranks like he did. This is a real honor to give a platform to Christian's story as one of the best runners to ever come from Indiana. I hope you all enjoy it as much as I did. And without further ado, here's my interview with Christian Noble. Christian, welcome to the Indiana Runner Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're going to get things started like we have for, well, the past episode uh, with a little tier talk. And the subject of this tier talk is going to be best Gatorade flavors. So we're going to rank our top three um, of all time. So do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, you can go first. Okay. Uh, so I actually, I almost changed up this question before I sent it to you. Cause as of late, I'm more of a body armor guy. Have you had body okay. armor before? I have. Yeah. Okay. I, I think like the aftertaste is a little better. Like if I'm going to a gas station after a run or something, I'm going to, I'm getting a body armor oh. every time. Yeah. Definitely. But regardless of that, <laughs> we're going to go Gatorade. <laughs> so for me, third tier is the OG. It's the lemon lime. Can never go wrong with with the classic, you know. Okay. Lemon lime. Uh, next two, you'll you'll sense a theme, and I don't know if people will agree with it, but they're my favorites. So, uh, number two is glacier cherry. It's like the white one. Okay. Have you have you had it? Yeah. <laughs> you don't it's seem a solid, too it's a solid one. It's 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 a solid one. It's not in my top three, but for sure. Okay, I respect that. <laughs> um, number one. And I don't know if anyone will agree with this, but it's blue cherry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, have okay. A very, we have a very different top three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first time I had blue cherry was the summer after my senior year of high school. I somehow I like forgot like any liquids after I did a long run. I was like 14 miles or something like that. And went to gas, like drove straight to a gas station right after and blue cherry just caught my eye. And it just like hit the spot. And I was sold. Yeah. Uh, so there's my top three. What about what about you? I would say my third my third tier is probably I don't know like the official names, mm -hmm. but just like orange, like the orange Gatorade. Mm -hmm. That's probably my number three. Um, number two is probably um, like cool blue, or not the dark blue, but the, like mm -hmm. the lighter blue Gatorade. It's yeah. probably my number two. And then my number one is probably like grape. Okay. Grape. Interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Just huh. like like uh grape powerade zero. That's also like pretty high. Like if you have a powerade purple, powerade zero is like I'd rank that pretty high up. <laughs> Would you go powerade over Gatorade? Um only only grape. Powerade Zero. <laughs> okay. Okay. But then, then, then Gatorade. Okay. Nice. Do you have like a, a post run, like replenishing routine? Um, I've got like, so like our team sponsored by Noon. Okay. Um, so like I use like a new tablet or, um, there's like different ones for like, uh, pre run, during your run, uh, post run, recovery, rest, like, they've got them all. So I just kind of figure out where I'm at and I'm like, Oh, I need this and just throw in the water bottle. Okay, cool. Cool. So. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate you doing this. Um, I, uh, 
so I, like, like I told you, I don't have social media. And so I didn't know how to get a hold of you. I thought you'd be a really cool guest to have on. So I made that like, kind of creepy, no follower Instagram to reach out to you. But yeah, I appreciate you uh, responding to that and being willing to do that. Of course. Uh, I'm really excited for people to hear your story. Uh, it's a little, a little unconventional, the path you've taken, but I think a lot of people can learn a lot from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So getting started, uh, how did you get into running? Did you replay other sports growing up? What I, was that story? I did a lot, actually. Just like middle school and like elementary school, I played baseball. I did the football. Um, I wrestled in middle school. Um, I did just about everything I could before I started running. And then um, my freshman year, I didn't run cross. I had no idea that was like a thing. And then like January rolled around and my neighbor invited me to come run a 5k. And I was like, Oh, that sounds like, okay. Like never <laughs> done that before. Never like outside of like the sports. I've never like just run. And I ran like 18, 10 off of like absolutely nothing. Dang. And I was like, Oh, that was cool. And he was like, uh, that, that's pretty good. Like 14, 15 years old. I said, that's like not bad for your first 5k ever. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, you should probably tell your, your high school coach about that. And I was like, well, okay. Like we're in like early season of track. I was going to go out because my brother was a senior on the team and just wanted to do what he, ever, he did. Uh -huh. um, so I went there and I was like, Hey, like I just ran a 5k this weekend. And I ran 1810. And he's like, I put you, I was like, okay, cool. Like I got you down for cross country in the fall. And I was like, cross country. Like I didn't like, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I ran track freshman year, like ran the first meet, got a stress fracture. No way. It was a high tibial stress fracture underneath my knee, non-weight bearing for five months. Like Jeez. didn't run, didn't take a step on my leg until August one when I was cleared to like walk basically. Wow. Um, but yeah, then like started running sophomore year and didn't run sophomore year track because of another stress fracture. I grew like eight inches from the time I got my first stress fracture until spring of like the next year. So I think just too much growing and um, running a lot for the first time just kind of put me out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like people asked me when I started running, I was like, oh, like kind of freshman year, but like I didn't really run healthy until my junior year um so it's just yeah yeah how'd you how'd you keep going the like you just got into running and you have two stress fractures like how'd you handle yeah. that i almost quit like i almost quit before i even like really started going into my junior year i was just like i think i just remember this like telling my parents like i don't want to do this like i don't want to get hurt again and like be on crutches like, this wasn't fun at all like just sat on my butt all summer and uh, yeah can't really do much um but like i went out and i just tried it one more time um coach was like easy on miles and, um very much just like to, if like anything hurt like it's like oh like my legs hurt he's like like all right let's go get on the bike like mm. anytime something hurt let's go to the bike let's go swim like yeah go to like i had a ymca membership if anything hurt i would literally like leave practice and drive like 15 minutes to the YMCA and just like go swim. Dang. Um, and that was like junior year. Um, and like, obviously like that's like kind of where I started picking up and um, never got hurt after that. Uh, knock on wood, like I'm going to have like any big injuries up until like, I still haven't had like a major injury since then. So yeah. I think I've just like been very careful about just like listening to my body mm -hmm. since then. And uh, I think it's just like paid off. I think a lot of runners just will push through stuff um, and it ends up biting them the butt. But I just sure. kind of went early on to listen. And the moment something hurts, like back off or like cross train or like communicate that to your coach. Um, which I think is like a really good skill to have. You can communicate like how you're feeling with your coach. Yeah, absolutely. Did that maturity come pretty easily? So I know even for me now, like it's. <laughs> I, I just want to keep pushing. It's so tough. No, my dad was really good with just like telling me just like be careful, like listen to like what your body's telling you. Because uh, you know, he, like he ran. My dad ran from the same high school coach I ran for. Oh, cool. He's, our coach has been doing this for like 
might be like his 45th year in pitching at Mount Vernon. Wow. Uh, so he's been there for a while. I've seen a lot. And I do, yeah, my dad was just like, just listen to yourself. Like, it's okay to like back off slightly if you need to. Yeah. So you head into junior year, you're finally healthy. Um, seems like things started to click. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So just like win sectionals and regionals, you know, make the state meet again. Um, state went a lot better than the year before, like from like 112 to 16, you know, it's like a huge jump. Um, we went out to Foot Locker Midwest, like, Got, I got absolutely torn apart, got like an idiot or something. But the whole point of that trip was just to like see the course with hopes of like making it the next year, um, which obviously like that paid off uh, later on. But yeah, it just like slowly progressed. Um, like I didn't even run it spikes, you know, junior year track. I didn't want to like take that risk. I ran the trainers all year until like regionals. Like I even wow. ran the trainers and sectionals. Uh, or not sectionals. I think I just ran in sectionals. And then, you know, like one sectionals, one regionals, and, uh, like place in state. So it was like all year, just taking it super easy, just didn't want to get hurt. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was, that was like a cool year for me. It kind of like set the tone of like next year could be really special if like I have a healthy summer for one. Like this is like the first summer where like, really get to like be healthy and train and like gear up for like a cross country season and um, I think like getting seventh at state that year like set the tone for what ended up being like a really fun senior year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh what was your training like in high school? What are some things you did? Um I mean I'm sure you know like I just say gives a certain like a lot of time for high school uh, coaches to like use I don't know what is like two hours two and a half hours sounds right like our coach like he used all of that time yeah (laughs) like uh, (laughs) like we would uh like some days we just run or like do some type of like strength stuff as well um i wouldn't say we did like high mileage i say we did anywhere from like 50 to 65 we like hit 70 like a couple times but um we did a lot of cross training we were in the pool once or twice a week. Uh, we would swim, and then we would get out and also do a, a shortened run or some type of dry land exercise as well. Um, we never touched the track. Like Everything was very soft mm-hmm. surface, very much like on the safer end. Um, and he made it fun, which was like good. It was like a fun environment to be a part of. And um, I think Coach Kendall does a lot of good things with the team and um yeah it was just it was a neat experience just uh, i know a lot of people who just like show up and they just run and then they leave he like when you got to practice he would talk to you for like i'm not even joking he would talk to you for probably 15 to 30 minutes every day before as a team he would mm-hmm. like you i say it's a lecture but like it would be a speech on some type of core value that he wants you to have in your life Mm. about being a better man or being like a like a good friend or like some type of like value-based principle and then we go to practice and yeah. we have the workout or the run um and then some type of like core exercise regimen afterwards but it was fun yeah like i look back on it and those were like really good times that's cool so obviously early on you had like it was obvious that you had talent but when did it start to like turn into passion when did you really start enjoying your running um like i enjoyed running in high school i I really enjoyed the people that i was on the team with i think that's what made running in high school so much fun i mean like i never went to a like i went to like one high school football game Mm -hmm. my whole four years like i only went to a handful of basketball games because like me and my friends would be playing board games like doing we'd be doing stuff together on friday nights Mm -hmm. to like before races or like whatever like we had our own little thing and it was fun and um i think that's where like i kind of like love the sport is like the community and then like the whole senior year was just like a blast you know getting fourth at state um going to foot locker you know runner up at state like 
I think all of that just kind of set like what I thought would be four years of college. Like that really drove me to like love the sport more and um, just like, just like send new goals. Cause at the time, like foot locker, that was it. Like I was like foot locker nationals, the sport doesn't get any much higher than this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like. I had never watched the Olympics. Like, I'd never didn't know what world champs were. I didn't know who Steve Prefontaine was. Didn't know anything about the history of like Colorado or Oregon or like any type of running outside of IHSA or Foot Locker. Like, that was it. Like, <laughs> I did it. My friends did it, and I loved it. And like, yeah. Once I learned I could run in college, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, college was even <laughs> on my radar at the time. And now it is. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I can explore that now. Um, but yeah, like I couldn't have told you what D1, D2, NAI was. Like it yeah. was all the same. Like college was college when I was looking at it, um, which made like my choice of going to Lee even easier because when I took my visit, it was my one and only college visit. Didn't visit anywhere else. I took the visit, met the coach. We hit it off. Like we clicked instantly. Mm -hmm. Like, he obviously knew what he was getting. I had no idea what I was like, what I was really getting into. Like we had just gotten out of a transition year from NAIA. I didn't know we were like D2. I like, didn't know what that meant. Like just running to me, running was running. I thought it was just all like, yeah. Like, so it just made the decision easier. I think just being so naive and innocent to the sport. Um, <clears throat> I didn't like have like a huge, sorry. It didn't have like a huge um, sway on what I wanted. So. Gotcha. So what, so you only went to Lee. Why, why Lee? I just like the campus was super nice. The guy, like, I like the guys on the team. Um, obviously like coach Morgan was like, you know, if you come here, like you'll be an all time great. Like we can get you there, which like, obviously any coach will spit that to you. Yeah. But I believe that. Like he told me that. I was like, I believe that. And I think mm -hmm. that's like I saw that and I knew like it's gonna take time. And like obviously like I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna do all these cool things from the start. I really hope I did. Like like that was like the goal. Like how fast can I get to the top? Because it took like a couple of years to kind of get to like the top of like like Indiana and mm -hmm. um kind of saw like a piece of that at Foot Locker, but the goal was to come in and like see how quickly I can get to the top. But obviously it took like five years. Mm -hmm. um, so were other coaches reaching out at this time? Yeah, I I had a few, like I had reached out, like sent like, God, I think I sent, made like a template and I would just like fill in the school's name, fill in the coach's <laughs> name. And I would just For like, sure. I think I just like, met, like sent it to a bunch of coaches and uh yeah there's a few schools i'm not gonna say who but um didn't show as much interest but mm -hmm. i was like ah like whatever like it's not a big deal um and i committed to lee pretty early i committed to them in like september of senior year um, uh, so i made the i took the visit early made the decision and i didn't have to worry about it for the rest of the year um and that was before like at the time my pr was like 15 42 Hmm. Um, so like I hadn't even done anything else besides that. Um, but yeah, colleges would reach out and I was just like, Hey, like I made a decision already. Like, thank you though. Yeah, absolutely. So what was the, what was the transition like to Lee? Obviously you had uh, it was, pretty high expectations, but yeah, expectations, expectations were high and, um, it was tough to say hmm. the least. I, my I didn't handle the mileage well. Um, I like for the first probably four or five months I couldn't finish a workout. Hmm. But like I would go out and run like twenty four thirty as a freshman. Like that's not terrible. Um. So it was just this weird like I did I was just really good at racing. But like we would do six by mile and I would get two two reps in. And I would just be like super gassed and like really? my legs would be shot. And, like I, I couldn't, I seriously could not tell you what was going on, but my coach was just like, I have no idea like what's happening. Like 
you did like yeah. I would run five by mile in high school and average 442, but it's like I get to college and it's like, what is happening? Uh, yeah. So transition was definitely tough. Track season was freshman track season was fine. Like 1430, 855 in the sequel. That was probably like the best thing I did freshman year. Um, and I got all American. It's a true freshman, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but it definitely was like, I was very much down here for most of it. And then I ended my freshman year like, oh, cool. Like I got all American. That's like a great way to end it. Yeah. But what definitely you, wasn't easy. What gave you that confidence on race day if you weren't working out very well? I just love to compete. I don't mm. like, even if like workouts aren't going well in my head, like I just love to race. I love to see how well I can do no matter what, like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just something like since even when I first started running in Indiana, I would just go out there and compete. And like, I would just run towards the front. And if I blew up, I blew up. Like I was just going to go for it. And that was just how I approached most races in college. Um, like I'm just going to go for it. And if it pays off, like that's great. Um, and I did that for like four years and then I actually had to learn how to race, yeah. uh, which was, which was another tough transition that we can talk about later. But, uh, yeah, it was just, I, I just like to show up and, uh, yeah, I just like racing, honestly. Where does that come from? That competitive spirit? I don't know. I like, I was like, I played a lot of sports growing up, but I was like super trash at everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. My parents told me like when I played like peewee baseball, like I ran funny, like I couldn't, I could barely hit the ball in football. I was always around the tackle. I was never really in the tackle in wrestling. And like I won one time and it was like a forfeit. Like I played all these sports, but I was so trash at it. Yeah. But like running was like the first thing where like I was good at and I felt like I could be myself and I just had a lot of fun with it. And okay. so when I show up on race day, it's like, I feel very comfortable and I feel like I have a lot to prove to myself that I'm like, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, this is what you're meant to do. Cause I obviously was not meant for a, for other sports. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just carry a level, a level of confidence. Like this is what I'm supposed to be. And yeah, like, I don't get nervous before races. Like I wasn't nervous before my first national meet. I wasn't nervous before USA championships. Like I just like have this level of like, calmness. Of, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So, Dang. so are you like do you feel like you did in the workouts but there's just something another gear you flip or another something you go to when you're racing or i guess i i really can't tell you it's it's yeah. just i don't know it's just something that just happens on race day cool so what uh th things seem to kind of similar to high school things seem to click uh, maybe around junior year, a little bit later, um, at Lee, what, uh, what switch, what just a natural progression or yeah. Tell us about in, that. in college. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like freshman year was tough, like ended well, sophomore year. Like I didn't PR on the 5k until going into my fifth year. I PR 2020. So it took me uh, almost four years to PR. And I went from like 1430 to 14 flat and then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And I did get like, it was over. It was like, oh, like that, like that was like the third race of the year. I'd run that at BU indoors. And it was like, this was going to be like a really like, cool year, like rank 14. And hopefully win a national title for the first time. Um, like obviously it all just got shut down. But I just think that big like jump from 2020 to like 2021 was like I just went home for the summer. Like everyone just kind of went home for COVID, mm -hmm. and I just like I just it sounds really like cliche, but I just like walked in for the summer, and I just was like this right here. Like if I want to be successful next spring, like it started yesterday, it started today, mm -hmm. and. My dad biked with me every every single day on the run. Like, I'd wait for him to get off work. I would run at five o'clock in Texas when it's like ninety five to a hundred. 
Mm. I basically like poor man's altitude running into the heat. <laughs> um, and then in August, Music City in Nashville was hosting a meet. And we were like, okay, like, let's go do this. Like, we had three weeks, we decided three weeks beforehand that we were going to run it. Ended up running like 1348. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, the year's going to go amazing. We didn't have cross nationals that year, which is unfortunate. But, you know, that spring, uh, like, I broke two Division two records in the 3K and the 5K. And I won the 3K and the 5K at nationals, which was like pretty awesome because. I just never like I saw that happening when when I got recruited but it was just it was cool to see that through because it did not look like that for four years like that mm. I wasn't PRing like racing was really tough on me uh, it was just hard to see that happening every year that went by it was like I just don't think it's gonna happen but like just gotta keep like like we'll just give it one more year one more year uh, and then it like paid off and I was like, I'm glad I stuck with it because <laughs> yeah. um, it, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So would you say you, you believe that you could do it the whole time or no, okay. no, I, I, it, it was, I wanted, I wanted it, but it was hard for me to like, just believe like it's actually going to happen because two like a year and a half before winning my first national title my PR was still 1430 yeah and then I knocked it down to 1337 so it was yeah. like it was just it was just hard to see it at some points but I still wanted it yeah absolutely uh so what, what did it feel like did it feel kind of similar to in high school when you're at Foot Locker like this is this is it or did you see beyond you know those those national um, records and I knew like that year was really cool because for one D one, they were still running cross indoors. So a lot mm -hmm. of big schools chose to run that spring cross country season. So mm -hmm. when I like in a span of 15 days, I ran uh, four flat seven fifty one and 1337. <laughs> and like no one else was running indoor. So like, I was just headlined like everywhere. It was just like a really cool like indoor season because like division two was just getting all this hype. And, um, you know, division one had cross, but like they had cross in the fall. So it was just this weird mix. But I like, I think I got a lot of spotlight from that, which helped me kind of springboard into outdoor. And then like outdoor wasn't super awesome um, with like DNFing twice. Yeah. at outdoors um hit my knee pretty hard on the barrier um in the fi in the final and dnf there tried going back in the 5k got about two miles in had to drop out because i was limping pretty bad um so that was tough you know coming from like a super high indoor season open up in 839 in the steeple run 835 in the steeple two seconds off the u.s standard like i'm mm -hmm. making usas this year like that's i can do that mm -hmm. fall and bust my knee at d2 nationals can't chase the standard afterwards because my knee's messed up can't run usas i'm watching it from home mm. i think all of that it, it was tough but i think it just motivated me even more and uh i did i did an interview with sidious mag and we talked about it and i I just straight up said, if like if I come back next year and run outdoors or indoors and outdoors, like we're we're gonna break, try and break all like as many records as we can, um, like that's the goal. Um, and we knocked four this last spring, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, is it, it was a wild last two years of college. Yeah, two two years of college I wasn't really anticipating to begin with. So yeah, absolutely. So what, what's the motivation for you? I mean, that's like no small feat. Like, how do you, I don't know. Your yeah. journey is pretty crazy. How do you keep, how do you keep going? After, so like after that music city race or in 1348, um, Oregon track club reached out and was like, Hey, like great race. We watched, um, would you be interested in like 
having a phone call. And I was like, like, I remember like sitting in bed and I get that message on Instagram and I'm like, it's like a big, long text. And I'm like, no, like that's not like 1348. It's good, but like, yeah. it's not that good. Like I could, you know, and I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Like, <laughs> I'm free to talk. To, I'm free to talk tomorrow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they're like, um, cool. Like let's chat. And like, we had a, a zoom call and we, they, they just showed me everything and we talked and, um, at that point, you know, before that whole 2021 indoor season, that kind of like planted the seed of there's more beyond college running. Mm-hmm. And basically from that point on in 2020 fall, I started reaching out to everybody. Mm. Hey, my name's Christian, blah, blah, blah. I'm from Tennessee. I go to the division two school. Um, just want you to know, you know, like, I want to run professional one day. Mm-hmm. I know I haven't laid down the times, but like, this is what I like. This is what I see myself doing. And just threw the messages out to a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And then 2021 hit. And, you know, like I said, I just kind of got some of that spotlight because division one wasn't really running. And like, I had broke two division two records. People were wanting to like interview with me because like, that's just kind of the, what's happening in, in NCAA track. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple more coaches wanted to reach out, talk to some agents. So like it was starting to pick up and I was like, okay, like this is like a real possibility. Um, and you know, outdoor, uh, cause in my head, I was like, I'm going to go pro after this year. Like I'm going to hit us standard. And if I run at USA's, like someone's going to want me to wear their Jersey at USA's. Like, yeah. That's don't make USA's mm-hmm. DNF twice <laughs> dream crashes. And I'm like, dang that sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right. NCAA came out and said they're giving those who don't have a redshirt season to, to get rid of. You get a year back. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming back. Like that's I'm coming back for cross, and maybe I will sign after cross if people are interested. You know, mm-hmm. if I win an NCAA title and there was no NCAA cross championships. So I came back for indoor in 22, broke the mile, 3K, and DMR record. I had the 5K record, but it got broke by Dylan Powell of Colorado Mines. Okay. Um, so I was like, that's it. Like, I think I did enough to go pro, but nothing was really landing. I started talking to a few more groups. I had already picked an agent at that point. Um, who would kind of help walk me through that process. And then like outdoors hit, we run Raleigh, I run 1324 and I win it. And you know, I got beat the 10K D1 champ from the year before. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is the meet. I, I solidify myself as like one of the best. Nothing will stick in. So I go to Oregon Relays, run three thirty six, run three thirty six and thirteen thirty five, and then after that, like I'd already taken a visit with New Balance, so I knew they were kind of interested, but nothing was like they hadn't really made an offer yet. And after Oregon Relays, it was it just kind of like solidified that I was ready. I hit the U.S. standard, number eleven all time, and like for collegians. Um, so I was like, that's it. So I sat down with my coach and talked to him. I was like, hey, like I'm going pro. Um, we waited until after our conference meet. So I ran conference and I turned pro like a few days after that. Um, it's kind of like a last hurrah uh, because Prefontaine was at the same weekend as Division Two Nationals. Mm. And the goal was to hit the world standard at Prefontaine. But like I got COVID beforehand in preparation and I only ran like 338 there. Uh, so didn't go quite as planned, but still an awesome experience nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. Did you backtracking just a bit? I feel like if I were yeah. you, I'd have a little, a little regret going D two. Just like I don't know. Did you have any any regrets going D two or not having like maybe the opportunity like all. a D one runner have? Not no, at all. And I'll, okay. and I'll tell you why. Because as a Division two athlete. I had this sense of like, 
every race I went into was I have everything to gain and nothing to lose mm. because to the entire NCAA, I'm a division two athlete and they see me as less than mm. someone who's just as slow, like who might be slower, but runs for a power five school. Mm. And you don't want to lose to that division two kid. <laughs> you just, you just not, you don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. So I just carry that. Like I'm a division two guy. I've got everything to gain from this race. So it was just like fun going to race and like just being that guy from division two. Mm. I don't know. Like I felt like I was carrying like uh, like I was repping division two when I go to meets. Like mm-hmm. and I like when I go to meets, the like all these division two athletes. Like I felt like I had my, like had my back and mm. I was representing them. Like at Raleigh or at Oregon relays, like winning Oregon relays. Like I felt like I had division two backing me up. Like it it was just cool like, i feel like i had a sense of like pride for division two and i feel like if i had that if i was a division one athlete i don't think i would got gotten as much exposure mm. or gotten as much like backing from division one like i don't think division one would back a guy like me running those times as much as division two mm, for sure i like that so, cool yeah. um so you you know going pro signing with new balance Prefontaine's the first race. Um, what are the, so it's only been a couple of months now, but how's it how's it been so far? What's the pro life like? Is that everything you thought it would be? <laughs> I have a lot more free time. I uh, <laughs> the realization set in when like I wasn't signing up for classes or mm-hmm. going back to school. Um, like I don't want to like. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's just you wake like I wake up, I go to practice with the team at nine thirty or nine nine thirty, and like like we'll get breakfast afterwards or like just hang out, and then that's it. Like I'll go home and I'll take a nap. I'll you know I eat. I'll do the recovery stuff. Maybe I'll go to the track and get in the boots or something. But it's been a fun transition, and uh, Coach Coogan is uh, very encouraging. He's already like setting goals for like what he thinks I can do next year and uh it's just it's a really good environment like I think I made the right choice I, I definitely know I made the right choice um over some other groups and brands that I had been talking to but um yeah I think they have a really good thing going here and the hope is to build a men's program uh in the next couple of years mm-hmm. and kind of be on the front end of that and kind of see that growth it's gonna be pretty fun yeah absolutely uh what's like the next maybe goal or milestone that like really excites you man i want to make world i want to make world champs next year i think that's it sounds crazy but i see that as being like realistic um i think i'm gonna switch to the 5k next year and kind of get that aerobic base down um and then maybe jump back down to the 15 for 24 but in my head, after Oregon relays, I thought I was going to make the world's team. Like my okay. kick was on point. Like I was able to close in like fifty one, fifty two. I I just felt like I was primed and ready to go for USA's. And then obviously, like getting COVID didn't help. And then just the whole season just kind of hit me hard. Um, after pre, like I had raced so many times. Every time I stepped on the line, it was it was either going for a record or um, it was a big race. I was just feeling it, and I felt slightly burnt out going into the USA's. Um, and I was going to race afterwards, but I decided to shut it down. It just mm-hmm. confidence-wise, I just wasn't the best. Yeah. Do you still carry that like D two chip on of your shoulder? Of course. Part? Yeah. I um, obviously I don't want to like tag myself as the D two guy anymore, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot of pride for division two and i still have like a lot of division two athletes will hit me up and, like ask me questions and um i respond to literally every message i get from someone about a race coming up or just like hey what shoes are you wearing um i'm thinking about getting some like what do you recommend uh, i'm definitely like i see myself as a pro now like, i identify myself with like everyone that i'm racing against like oh look it's so and so like i see myself as equal 
Um, so that's how it should be. You know, if you want to like compete at the top level, you can't like idolize these people. You have to see yourself as, you know, one with them. Yeah, absolutely. Have you had this whole any... year is just about reshaping like how I look at track and field. Yeah. Have you had any moments of like, well, there's that guy or gal? At Prefontaine, I'll say like when we were all in the hotel, they put a lot of athletes in the same hotel. Mm-hmm. Like going to breakfast and seeing like Ryan Krauser, Joshua Chepty guy, Jakob Ingebrigtsen. Like I'm getting, I'm getting my breakfast. And Jakob's literally right across from me scooping potatoes onto his plate, <laughs> and the same as me. And I'm just like, like this dude won the like Olympics last year. Like mm-hmm. that's crazy. But like that's just something I'm gonna have to like get past. Like that's not like I can't googly eyes over these top tier athletes anymore. It's you know we're kind of on the same, not on like the same level, but. Yeah, I just can't be doing. I just can't be doing that anymore. But on a U.S. level, we're all the same. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have a good kick. Like I feel like I can run with these guys um, when I'm ready and like primed. But cool. Yeah, I just gotta like reshape how I think over like the next few months. Yeah, definitely. Uh, before we get to athletes' corner, we're asking a couple questions for you. Uh, is there anything we missed? Any Highlights, lowlights, any significant moments that you wanted to bring up? Not that I can think of. I think we touched on a good bit. I mean, I think it's just good to know that, like, there's different ways to success. And just because, like, let's say you go into college and kids you are racing against, maybe they're running PRs quicker. Maybe they're making NCAAs faster than you well maybe they're training slightly different maybe you know maybe they're they've been in the sport longer or whatever like everyone's path is different and uh, that was very hard for me to see because when I got to college you know I wasn't PRing all the time but kids I raced against in high school like mm-hmm. they were breaking 14 freshman year or sophomore year like they were making NCAAs like I wasn't doing that like I it's just nice to know, like, just stay on track, do what you're supposed to. Like, the success will come if you if you stick with it and like little things. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so a little athletes' corner, a little advice from you. Um, so to the high school runner who is looking to make the most of their their time in high school, what advice would you would you give to to them? It's not like a, this is gonna sound really cliche, but just had you just gotta have fun with it. Those even like college was fun, but high school is just one of those things that you'll look back on and wish you had more time in. Mm. And I only was really a part of it for like two and a half years. Um, just enjoy it. Don't stress too much. Like if you have a bad race, like you're not gonna remember it. You know, in four years, you're not gonna remember that bad race. You're only gonna remember the good ones, and um, just compete and have fun and i know the sport's like very time oriented nowadays but if you just go out there and put your nose in it and um just push yourself then you're doing all the right things yeah definitely i think looking back it's it's definitely the the moments with the guys that you remember or even like the best races you remember but that in between the maybe a bad race here there just doesn't stick with you it's all about the the highs yeah yeah for sure um how about for a high school senior who's looking to to run in college um maybe d1 or non-d1 what would you yeah. say yeah obviously like i'll vouch for d2 but there's a place for everybody and if you want to explore division one options that is like please pursue that if you want to look at division two options please pursue that division three please pursue that just make sure like do your research and like some things to look at is just click through a few kids on their team, see how they've click on a few seniors, see how they've progressed over the years, see if like maybe they haven't raced in a couple of years. Well, maybe they've been hurt. Like reach out, maybe reach out to a couple of kids. Like what's mileage like? Like I know a lot of kids who go to these big schools 
and they ramp up their mileage right away. And some kids can't sustain that. Um, maybe you want to go to division two, like division two has a lot to offer. You might get a little bit more championship experience. Um, there's probably more scholarship money. Like if you're a nine ten guy, nine fifteen guy or four fifteen guy, you will probably get more money at division two school than a division one school. And you can still run and you can still go to the same big meets. The only difference is you're not going to run with them at nationals. If you can look past that, maybe you go to school for free. Maybe you go to school for maybe you only pay 25%. Mm. You know, just, just find the experience that you're looking for and just make an informed decision and, and just stick with it. I just think a lot of kids get sold on gear and game day experiences mm-hmm. and um, you know, if you can go to a school that you like and take away running and you still want to be there, I think you've made the right choice. Mm, that's good. Uh, what would, what advice would you give maybe a young college runner who's struggling to transition to college running or someone who's a, maybe a junior or senior and maybe wants to hang it up? Um, what, what advice would you give to them? Yeah, I just think like transition to a new program the biggest thing I can tell you is to just learn to communicate with your coach. If you're not feeling good, that's okay. Um, like mileage is definitely tough on a lot of people. Maybe the workouts are a lot different than what you did in high school. Uh, maybe the class load is just way more than you expected. Um, just learn to communicate with your coach on how you're feeling. Um, and like things like time management, you know, those are all very important things uh, while transitioning to like a new program. Definitely. Uh, what about the runner who wants to eventually go pro? Maybe he's in high school now or he's running in college. What, uh, what advice would you give to him or her? Definitely like, even when I was like a freshman or sophomore, I would just reach out to like pro athletes and be like, I really want to run pro and they like what's some advice you would give and um the biggest piece of advice I got was like from Craig Ingalls my sophomore or junior year of college he was saying um you know be less time oriented learn to compete mm-hmm. um you know everybody when you get to that level you're going to be running fast anyways but if you can't win races and stuff like that um so one thing I wish I knew early on was to just stop looking at the clock, learn to compete. Like mm. if you're winning races, brands and teams want to see you win. And if you are winning all the time, that they will look more at that than the times you run. And obviously there's some, some aspect of marketing and like having a good social media presence if you're watch the things you say on the internet and like what your brand looks like online, all of those things play into a role. And, but I just wish I learned to compete earlier on. And I was just so time focused for so many years mm. uh, because I was so much looking at what my peers were doing. I'm wishing I could do that. And I just wanted to run fast times, fast times. But in reality, I just wish I learned uh, to compete and like, having a kick and like all those things I have now, like I wish I had that earlier on. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really good advice. I think that's good advice for like any runner really. At any um, level. I think that's good advice. Yeah, definitely. Cause it's, I mean, you get that one day where it's perfect. It's flat course. It's like straight downhill and you destroy your PR and then you can never get back to it. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. You could, the competitive aspect of it, you could control. Um, so I, I really like that. Uh, before we uh, wrap up here, got maybe one or two more questions for you. What are some fun facts about you outside of, of running? Ooh. Um, big gamer. I uh, love playing video games with my friends. Obviously, nice. being far away from my uh, old social group, that's kind of how I stay connected with them. Um, what do you play? Um, I play a lot of COD and I play Smite and Minecraft. 
just just some stuff. It's more just like the social aspect of just staying in touch with my friends. For sure. Wow. Cool. What would you be doing if you weren't running professionally? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> uh, a lot of people have that. <laughs> I don't know. I've just hyper fixated on professional running for so long that I just I didn't really give myself like a not like a cop out, but like I didn't really give myself a backup plan. Mm. It was like I I wanted this so bad and uh, there wasn't, I feel like anything that was gonna stop me from doing that. Like if I could pick something, like I would love to be a college coach mm. eventually. Um, so I'd probably just try and network into an assistant role somewhere and mm-hmm. um, just kind of work my way up eventually to, uh, to a head position one day. There we go. Uh, hindsight, was it like beneficial to not have a backup plan or you? Um, it was probably a little dumb, but <laughs> like, yeah, I just, I just want to give myself a shot and mm-hmm. I didn't want to have like a backup plan for anything. Just for sure. Looking back, I probably should have, but I think it all played out. <laughs> yeah. I think it's working out. Uh, cool. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience before we go? I don't think so. I think we touched on just about everything unless you have something else. No, that is about it. I really appreciate your time. Uh, this is awesome. And yeah, just thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. Until next time.